Powered by Riverside Ed. Welcome, friends, to another exciting episode of Inside the Grounds. As always, I am Mateo, and I am joined by my goodest of friends, Andrew. Andrew, how are you doing today? Fabulous. Great. Just happy to be here. Which jersey you got on on today? A pink one. Is there is there a name on the back? Uh, duh. Do I ever not have a name on the back? Can you tell our friends? I sure shall. I'm not even going to turn around because this is a audio only medium. For all for you know, being. this may turn into an audio for visual. The time being. <laughs> uh, the the jersey is the late great, not dead, just not on the team anymore. Juan Mata. Oh, you got a little Mata going on. Who is number eight? So obviously, I love him, but I also love him. Well, that's exciting. Um, yes, friends, one day we will get back to videos consistently. Uh, we've had some issues with that in our in our communications department. So that's kind of where the videos haven't been going up. However, we do have exciting news about videos. We have two new features that we're trying we're gonna add to this to this pod, the ever-growing family. Um, the first feature is for all our friends who like to dabble in a little a little sports betting. Uh, once a week, we're gonna try to give you, uh, a few bets, a little bit of advice, uh, things that we could see happening in the matches. Uh, we're we're going to start off, you know, slow and hopefully relatively easily. Um, we'll probably re- release those Friday morning-ish. Uh, they will be videos. We're actually going to use our social media for once so our social media can stop looking like a spam account. <laughs> and that'll be really exciting. And the second feature is an upset of the week alert. Um, every week we're going to look at all the matchups. And we're going to see, is there an upset that we predict will, will happen? Some weeks, we actually might not even have one. So we're not promising that it will happen every single week. However, I think most weeks, we, most weeks we can probably find an upset alert, whether it be an upset we find likely or just one we're going to call our shot. So, yeah, sometimes you got to call a shot. Also, um, please gamble responsibly and remember that this is just uh, friendly advice and not something that you should do. Yes, uh, we cannot be held responsible if you <laughs> bet away your mortgage. Uh, we we are just not held liable. <laughs> we just know we have quite a few friends who enjoy uh, sports betting recreationally. And, you know, we just want to join that community and help out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you can do that part. I don't know anything about betting, and I tried it. <laughs> I, I know how to lose. I know how to win one bet. That's all you need, one at a time. All right, let's get to our first matchup that we want to review from this past weekend. Man City, two. Brighton, one. Man City taking care of business once again. Is that really what this comes down to, Andrew? I mean, it- Brighton's caused city issues in the past. That's not unheard of. But I mean it's it's city being city. And I know we talked about it last week about um Rodri being like such a pivotal person in their in their team because what they came off I think like two straight losses and he's back and they win. And Holland scores. Holland does score. Um 
hollandaise sauce gets another goal. Is that what you're going to call uh, it? I mean, why not? I call whatever I want. Um, I mean, it's good for city. It's good for people's. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a funny thing about this. Holland scoring is good for city, obviously, because they are they're not lacking in goals this season, but they are not as they're not as high as they were last season. Um, I don't think I would have said at this point that Brighton, Newcastle, and Aston Villa would be our top goals, top scoring teams <laughs> after nine games. Um, but yes, Holland scoring is good for City. It's good for people's fantasy teams because I know that probably both of us have him on ours. One hundred percent. Um, and then, but however, him scoring is bad for everyone. Is bad for everyone in England's mental health. Because if you flash back to last season, when the English fans put out a petition to have Holland removed from England, as he was causing people to have mental stress and mental health issues. I completely (laughs) forgot about that. And that had to have been a top three moment of the season. That was hysterical. I remember dying when I when I talked about that. Now again, as as I said last season, we we always take mental health mental health seriously. (laughs) This that is, oh man, I'm still fucking going off on it. It's still just too funny. That was amazing. Um, My takeaways from this match was there's a few things I learned. One, I learned prior to this match that City were coming off two consecutive losses. Hasn't haven't done that in a while. What I really learned was that City have never lost three straight under Pep, which is impressive. He's been there for quite a few years now. Um, yes, I I was it was nice seeing Rodri come back from suspension. Uh, City had to play with the handicap for a while. You know, he tried to make the league fair for everyone else. Um, Brighton. They are playing with a handicap all season because KDB's out. True. The uh, Brighton full name, much like the Brighton team. Brighton full name? Yeah, I'm not saying the full name. The Hove and Albion and all that good Hove. stuff. Brighton, Hove, Albion. <laughs> um, has no D in it, just like Brighton has no defense. <laughs> yeah. P- yeah, check the, they don't. Check the name. They have Yikes. eight words in their name. And not a single D is in there. I mean, technically, if you take the and and make it a word, it does have a D. But no, we're not, we're not counting that. And even that's sadder because there's more D in there in that one little letter in the lowercase <laughs> than there is in their entire defense. There you go. You you can make it work both ways. I but don't I mean, understand. Deserby has no idea apparently what he's doing for defense. Look, they play a very risky game, right? They love exploiting space. They love they love attacking. Love attacking. They're very good on counterattacks because their entire squad just runs up. And next thing you know, they start one second they were in the goal box. The next thing you know, they're in the opponent's penalty box. Makes no sense. It's crazy. It's like they're stopping time, just sending everyone one way, hitting play again, like it's that Adam Sandler movie. I think it's called Click, where he gets that remote to stop time, fast forward, and all that. Yeah, that's that's it, what they're yeah. doing. And they just have no defense. I don't know what James Milner is doing in the starting lineup. I guess no, they're trying new still things, playing. which they need to do. He, he James Milner, is you have the respect. equivalent. I mean, it's not, I'm not not disrespecting. 
he is the equivalent of obviously I'm going fictional on this Jamie Tart when he left Chelsea. <laughs> he left when he knew that he he just he knew he needed to leave. James Milner should just retire. He should just retire. No disrespect. The man's Do you been mean Roy Kent for a Did I say Jamie Tart? You did. did. Roy Kent. When Roy Kent left. Yeah, Roy Kent left Chelsea. I just Damn, I just watched that episode yesterday too. I love that show. It's my favorite show in the world. I'll never get tired of it. I'll never get tired of hearing Ted Lasso say barbecue sauce. But we won't. We won't. We're not going to edit that. I do, I never get tired of Sassy saying Marlboro man. <laughs> Marlboro man. Oh, we Marlboro love Sassy. Oh. Well, oh yeah. Back to this game. <laughs> Brighton also lost a defender at the end of it. To injury. They did March. Yeah, March. March. Non-contact injury. Uh, do we have any updates on that? I haven't seen anything. I okay, haven't I haven't seen anything either. either. I can't say I looked that hard. But he's an out for... He's on my fantasy team. He, he's on mine too. <laughs> he's out for an indefinite amount of time. Are you copying my team? Yeah, and then I made him better. And Brighton has the third most goals in the Premier League this season. But well, their the goal differential against them. <laughs> yeah, goal differential is trash since the, it's at four, which everyone might be like, oh, look, that's not too bad. It It's atrocious when you have, have the, the third most, most goals. <laughs> fourth. They have the most, goal, most goals scored against them of any team that's not in the bottom three. You said fourth most goals? Yeah. Luton, or not Luton, Burnley, Bournemouth, and Sheffield all have over 20. I can put, you know what? I stopped. Did you stop scrolling? Wait, wait, wait. How many goals for it did you say Burnley has? Burnley has 20. Wait, four or against? Four. Oh, four, third most. Correct. Yeah, they have the third most goals for Against, fourth most. <laughs> yeah. That's atrocious. They need to fix that defense. Hopefully they can sign some. More defensive pieces, and the, I mean they don't need offense. They don't, but also their entire strategy relies around every single player from the midfield to the forwards being able to run up and score and create plays. So I don't know. Deserby might have to change his tactics, his mindset. He won't. He won't. They're going to keep he scoring. Can't. And also, look, yeah. Brighton's still seventh. They are, yeah, they are still seventh. It's literally like. <laughs> Uh, I mean, again, it's only nine games in, and we still have a pretty wide open table. Like, aside from like the bottom five, minus Everton, um, like Everton even, like, might be I, bottom one. I mean, I know I've talked a lot of shit on United right now, but they're only six points off of top three. Yeah, remember That's I said that last week and the week before. Yeah, well, you know what? Woe is me sunk in the Manchester gross. I mean, that's fair. Um, City will be without one player, or they'll be missing a player against uh, United next week. Uh, Akanji, because he decided to get a second yellow card. Um, not a big deal for them. I mean, no, it's really not. But like, it's kind of it's more of an annoyance for Pep. Yeah, I mean, having Rodri back is going to be good. I, I mean, I think you you text me about like United being a 
excuse me, a potential upset, but like I don't think it's going to be an upset. I think City are going to win. I did, yeah, I did too. Um, I will say though, United's home that might help, or it might make it worse. I can't really tell anymore. I mean, I think they had like one of the longest running home win streaks, like in the Premier League, and then I think Crystal Palace ended it. Which is That's annoying, because considering, but whatever. <laughs> but we're not even there yet. We move on. Let's go on to our next match. Chelsea. Let's do it. Chelsea two, Arsenal two. A game that had a lot of drama, a lot of good football. Um, a team choking the lead, as usual. Um, we had we didn't have any red cards. For what there were a shit ton of red cards this weekend. Yeah, a bunch weekend. of second yellows. Um, I'm also I'm really tired of hearing these pundits just talk about the refing because I would really like to hear more about the gameplay and the strategy and the tactics that these coaches are using. And all these pundits, these retired players, all they want to talk about is the refing, which in my mind means you have nothing else to talk about. Get off the stage. Let someone else be there. You know, I, I go back to um, the famous and never questioning Roy Kent when he says that we're on the outside looking in, we don't know what's going on on the field in the dressing rooms. We're just sitting here judging these players. Yeah. Um, I also actually heard, I was listening to one podcast talking about, I believe it was this match and the handball, um, Saliba and handball. His arm was extended, right? Made himself unnaturally large. Uh, I thought it was a fine call. Nothing wrong with it. And, these quote-unquote professionals were talking about how players need to raise their arms to gain leverage on other players. And if referees haven't played at the highest level, how are they ever supposed to understand these things? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, 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 I'm not even lying. I have listened to these people for so long. I had so much respect for them, and I almost Who just turned it, it off. Um, I will tell you off air. Okay, that's fair. No need to no need to plug anyone else here. Yeah, and we can shit on players. Let's not shit on pundits. Fair, because we're our own small little pundit group. Exactly. But yeah, I was just so annoyed. Let's just talk about these matches. Because um, let's be real here. Why are your arms out in the air like that? It's unnecessary. And there's no one around it. you. I get it. Like on it, like in a general sense of like, if you're playing the game and you go for a lunge, you're kind of you, your your arms tend to like do like a backward motion sometimes, or like a little bit of an outward thing. Like I get it as a defender, I do. But like if I'm in the box or anywhere near the goal, I'm not gonna. I will legitimately like make an effort to not put my hands out. Yeah, and we talk all the time about how there's been an emphasis this year on time wasting and how that's an immediate yellow and how the overall kind of conclusion was players will adjust. Why can't they adjust to this? Why are they still sticking their arms out in the box? I don't know. Ask, ask your team that. I know I did. I didn't ask, get a response. Ask my team that. Ask Tottenham that. Right. So anyways, handball 15th minute, Cole Palmer steps up, puts in the back of the net. Interesting move on the Cole Palmer penalty, considering everyone thought Sterling was going to take it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't understand these penalties anymore. The other week, Havertz got a penalty for Arsenal. I mean, I don't either. I mean, I know that when Havertz took the penalty, other pundits were like annoyed that Havertz took it. 
Yeah, again, which people, I still don't really people get. have stupid opinions about stupid things. Yeah, like if it goes in the back of the net, it was obviously the right decision to have them take the penalty. Yeah, like who cares? Yeah, um, Chelsea though they scored twice in this match. They back on a little a little hot streak. I mean, I can't say yes or no because they're they have twelve points right now. Okay, but I will say in their last three Premier League matches, they've scored at least twice in all of them. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I didn't see this match even going the scoreline that it was at in any point because Arsenal have been pretty red hot. They're in third, 21 points. They've been doing very well. They haven't lost a game yet. Um, yeah, they have. this is actually the first game away this season that they haven't won. No. I mean that's I mean that's good so far. I'm I guess I mean I, but also still Arsenal doing what they do best, which they continued from last season is going down and then coming back. You know, it, it talks a lot about their mental fortitude. Uh Declan Rice I believe is definitely helping with this. They have more I would say calm, level-headed players than they did as a group last year. A much more collected unit. I'm still enjoying them playing. Uh, Saka, he's back. He is back, yeah. He was he was injured for a while, and they also tried forcing him to play kind of thing And like when he wasn't truly fit. Uh, he had an amazing ball end of the ma- towards the end of the match in regulation. Back post, Trussard putting in the back of the net to level up the game at 2-2. I mean, this guy really is the limit with this team, with our with Arsenal. I definitely could see them wi- winning the league. I'm not calling it. It's not me calling the shot. But they're going to be in it for the entire year. I am worried about their lack of depth because it seems like any time they have to move more than two pieces, honestly more than one piece, the chemistry on this team seems to fall off a bit. Um, they need to, I guess, find some more depth pieces in the winter transfer window. Depth pieces. Yeah. Well, I mean, what would you call it? I don't know. I feel like depth has been something we've talked about a lot from a, for a lot of teams this season. Like City, their depth is strong, but also wavering because of how they played. Arsenal, same thing. Manchester United, seriously, lack of depth. Chelsea could probably give some players to other teams. You know where you know where Arsenal has depth? Goalie. Yo, I have a whole thing about that. Let me hear it. Let it rip. I mean, it's not that bad. It's not that long either. Um I just like hold on, let me clear my throat. This is very exciting stuff. <laughs> I I just like don't get the whole like Raya versus Ramsdale thing. Like they Ramsdale's a good keeper. He's good with his feet. He's smart. He did very well last season, considering, I mean, they got second in the league when no one thought they ever would get that high. I don't I don't get why they needed to bring in and, and very basically the, the equivalent of him, who is a little bit more sketchy with his feet. He almost seen, let up a goal this weekend. And I'm pretty sure the last week as well. Yeah, he's not like, better with his feet than Ramsdale is. Like I do I do understand like the fundamental of wanting to have like competition for your number one goalkeeper. I do enjoy that actually. I like that aspect. But also like 
if you look at other teams, there's a clearly defined pecking order. City, Ederson, Liverpool, Alisson, Aston Villa, Martinez, uh, Newcastle has Pope. Like, those are the guys that are starting every game because they have shown that they are number one. I don't. I never saw any reason why Ramsdale needed to have this like competition to completely like erase him from Arteta's like number one choice because he hasn't started. I don't think in the last few games. It has been a couple of games. Um, I agree with you. Um, let me backtrack. I do like competition for each position. I. I mean, who doesn't? I think that should bring out the best in each one of these players because they are competitors. It was a strange move bringing in a player of equal level to Ramsdale because if you had brought in someone who was better, that's your new number one goalie. Yeah. Um, if you had brought in someone who was like slightly worse, but just keep like Ramsdale on his toes a bit, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Bringing a guy who's almost the exact same skill level was a bit strange. Um, that's odd. Especially when that's not your issue on the team. Nope, Ramsdale was a Ramsdale was a very good goalie. Many teams would be lucky Still to have is. him. In fact, there's rumors that Chelsea is trying to buy Ramsdale. And there's an issue because Rea is only on loan. Is he really? I thought they bought him. They, I th- believe it's an option to buy. Let's see. Let me go check the transfer. But he's on loan. Uh, but there are rumors that Chelsea is interested in Ramsdale. Which, honestly, they should pursue that because Sanchez is trash. He cost them a goal in this match when he passed to no one and Declan Rice got the ball. He's cost them many times already. Um, They signed a younger goalie. I believe it was Petrovic, I think, as the backup. Sounds familiar. Yes, it is definitely him. Yeah, he's a Serbian. At Arsenal, I don't, I don't understand why Chelsea keeps sticking with the goalie who's not working for them. Get a new one. You have one. You signed him this year. Give him a shot. It's weird that Arsenal will make a move of bringing the same caliber of goalie, but then clubs like Chelsea, who are struggling at their goalie position, won't even attempt to put in the backup. Because honestly, what was the point of getting him then? Right, and you're right. Brea is on loan. Which is weird. That's weird. That's weird. Also, <laughs> just just on like the Chelsea like trans or Arsenal transferring Jacka going to Leverkusen, probably the best move he could have made. They're doing amazingly well. <laughs> They're doing amazingly well. He's doing amazingly well. It's that leaving Chelsea. It's leaving the Premier League. A lot of the times, players, for some reason, just all of a sudden do so much better. And on, here's, I know everyone says Premier League is the hardest league in the world. I also think it might be the most overrated. I mean, it might be. Because there's yeah, a... No, no, no. The most overrated league right now has got to be the Saudi League. <laughs> Okay, that one's just. <laughs> I would say that's the most inflated league. Because of money, overrated. No, I mean, but no one's calling it a good league. Who? I mean, who did you? Was it you that sent the thing to our Instagram group about the League One thing? 
Oh yeah, no one. Oh, no one friends, wants to no watch one wa- <laughs> Friends, the French League, right? French League One and Two, not just the top, but the one below as well. No broadcasting company will pick up the league to air their matches. <laughs> Everyone has said no. As of right now, the leagues can't air their matches in upcoming seasons. So funny. But anyways, um, Xhaka moving. The While the Premier League is very difficult, I also think there's a low patience in the Premier League. Everything's more highlighted. So there is more pressure. But also, I don't necessarily think your coaches are better than in other leagues. And no. the top-end talent, I don't think, is better than in other leagues. I mean, there's top-end talent in every single league. I, That's honestly, what I'm saying. Some of the... Some of the best top end talent right now, I think, is on Barca's squad. Oh, they're, they're, they're going to be dangerous. That they have, Oof. and Real, yeah, if they can stay afloat, <laughs> and Real Madrid, Real with Jude Bellingham. Oh my Two. god, and Vinny, and Vinny. But yeah, um, let's get back to this. Yeah, let's get let's get um, Chelsea. I think I'm starting to see a bit of a bit of form for them, a bit of. Their identity. They've had one game where they did well. Three, three games in a row, they're getting their offense together. I'm saying they're starting to form their team identity and how they want to play. I'm not saying they're there. I'm starting to see it. I mean, technically in six games, they haven't lost. Yeah, but they were they just having... drew four of those. <laughs> yeah, but l- those. look at the beginning of the season for them, right? Like they weren't playing, they weren't scoring. No, I mean, they, I don't, let's, I mean, we'll see about if their scoring continues. Besides Luton, they didn't score two goals in a match until fall, which was two matches ago. Yeah. So I think they're, they're hitting their stride. They're starting to get there. And I think with the, with how young they are, I think in a, next season, they could be a very formidable opponent. Yeah, they need to offload about 17 players and then not sign 17 other players. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Spurs Fulham. Squeaky Oh, Spurs Fulham. What the Oh yeah, I went too far down. You're right. Spurs 2 Fulham nil. Well, looky here. Who who who's that at the top of the table? Who's looking down at everyone else in the Premier League right now? A team we never thought we'd ever say. By a gap, too. They have 23 points. The next is 21. It's not like they're even. They're up there. They're up there. They have a, a solid goal differential. They have... One. I was looking at it earlier. They have the most shots in the Premier League, and it's not close. Wow. They're That's in, like, impressive. the 160s. Jesus. Can I go find that? What the fuck? Yeah, honestly, if you Google shots EPL, it'll take you to like the the site for it. It'll be the first I'm thing. Already on the site. But yeah, you can do oh, like club I'm stats. You can I'm do there. just like. Don't worry. It's amazing. Yeah, they're in like the sixty-eight. Yeah, the <laughs> next is like what? Accuracy is thirty-six percent. Okay, when you're shooting that much and you're scoring a third of your shots. Start aiming. Don't tell them that. Think of how powerful they will be. 
No, I'm gonna jinx them. And what's who's next? They're at like one fifty something, aren't they? Uh, I don't know. How do I go look at the overall? Oh my god, you're useless. There we go. There we go. Shut the fuck up. Uh, there we go. Oh wait, what is happening? Okay, you know what? Never it's mind. Liverpool at 155. There we go. So yeah, they are just shooting their way to the top. It's working. Very happy for them. Um, I had to look up what was their best finish ever in the Premier League. Do you know what it is? Um, their best finish? Yeah, so at the end of the season, what was their best finish ever? You know who has the most, the third most shots? Manchester United. Fucking, how can we cannot score? Um, anyways. Start aiming best... is what I was told. Oh, wait, yeah, real so quick. To... Well, we're talking about aiming. Fucking Mudrik with his shot that he crossed and somehow his magically shot. ended up in the back of the net. Apparently, the goal to this man's success is to just do the opposite of what he actually wants to do. <laughs> I mean, he's scored what in two games for Chelsea, and or was it when he scored for Ukraine? And he's got more goals than Rashford. He's got, yeah, he does. That's true. I actually, I unfollowed that like troll football account on Instagram <laughs> because all they did was talk shit on like United. I'm very certain that it must be a, like a City supporter that has like over that, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm sick of this. Anyways, highest that Tottenham's ever finished in the last what? In the Premier League has in their Premier League history. Ever. Yes. Ever. Third. Second. When, when? 2016-2017 season. They finished second. Chelsea won that year. Wow. And Chelsea won okay. by seven points. Yes, they did. So, trivia facts all around. Trivia facts all around. Um, wow, the ta- it looks it just it's very interesting like looking at this like league table because like most of the teams that are in the bottom half are not even there. Yeah. Sunderland, Middlesbrough, Hull City, Watford, Swansea, Stoke, Leicester, West Brom. <laughs> Once you leave Everton from really finished 7th. Yeah. I wasn't a fan yet. Yo. <laughs> I wasn't even a fan yet. The next year they finished eighth. And then oh, eighth no. again. 2016 was the beginning of the end. Wasn't the beginning of the end. 2019 was the beginning of the end. No, it started 2016. All right. No, it didn't. Uh, you have anything else about Spurs, Fulham? I'm just, look, I'm happy for Spurs. The fans deserve this. I'm happy for, I'm happy. Actually, here we go. Um, I like watching him as a neutral fan, and I'm also happy for Tom. Tom, if you listen, we have no idea if you still listen to this. I uh, highly doubt it. We're very happy. Maybe for you. to put his baby to sleep, I, or or his baby will start screaming, or maybe to put himself to sleep. Yeah, he's really good at ignoring us and just falling asleep. Either way, I'm happy that they're doing well because I'm glad to see Tom not being in a pool of sadness like one of us is. One one of the three of us is always in a pool of sadness for our teams. You're no well, yeah. It's usually me or Tom. You're in a pool of anger. I w- I don't know if it's a pool or an ocean. You're in a, you're an infinity pool of anger. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna go on to our next match. Sheffield United one, 
Man United too. A this win is, is a win. Squeaky bum time. A win is a win. I literally have that quoted on my thing. <laughs> We're gonna get that on a shirt. A win is a win. Yeah, no, we need the merch. Yeah, we'll put on oh, a mug, yeah. the shirt, the hat. I'd be down for the hat. I'd wear like a baseball cap with that. Would you do like a baseball cap, like a real baseball cap, or like one of those like flatter head ones? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know it's the like the five. No, I do like a real baseball cap. Or like a base, like, I don't know. I could show you ideas. Yeah. All right. No, um, this, is, this is another squeaky bum time game for United. Do you have a McTominay jersey? Not yet. What's taking so long? <laughs> this man is is your your hero right now. He, yeah, hero and the villain. We're gonna focus. He's the reason? Did you he's win? The reason Sheffield scored? Did yes, you win? I never said we. I never said we didn't. He's your hero. He also actually technically he's not the hero. Diego Diogo Dallo is the hero, considering he got the winning goal in seventy seven. Um, but that's so that yes, I get that he came off the bench before the break happened, and then scored two goals that were a godly, and then score, scored for Scotland in the week. Blah blah blah. Then he came back and scored for United, but he also gave up a penalty. He also gave up a penalty against Copenhagen in the Champions League yesterday. And thank the Lord that Andre Onana was on his best game and saved that penalty. But no, I'm I'm honestly very glad that McTominay is like finding his own form as a goal scorer because Rashford is nowhere to be seen. Actually, I was just looking at the uh, top goal scorers in the Premier League. Has Rashford scored? No, I don't think so. All right, I'll keep I'll keep fact checking. I legit think I legit think his only goal so far this season has been for England against someone recently. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I'm glad McTominay is doing like well. I I'm happy that someone's scoring. I don't honestly don't give a shit who it is. He has one. Rashford one has goal. one goal. Yeesh. One assist. Yeah, he's. He's so he's so on again, off again, on again, off again, on again. He has like a good season, then he goes to shit, and then he has a great season, then he goes to shit again, then he has a great season, then he goes to shit. I you don't, should, I don't you know should start this, sending like, mental consistency. Is. You need to start sending him out on loan for the shit seasons. <laughs> I mean, that's just every other season. Yeah, exactly. You can time it. I mean, I'm just glad that we got the job done again. Against them, I mean, with another makeshift lineup of just absolute weirdness. I mean, we had Lindelof playing left wing or left defensive back because we had Evans and Maguire playing again. Um, but also, oh, just speaking of Maguire, thank Christ he scored in the in the Champions League game yesterday because oh my God, I watched some of. I mean, I watched most of it because I was playing when I was at home. But oh my god, he made mistakes that could have lost the game, and I absolutely was shitting my pants. Yeah, but McGuire's been coming on lately for you. A little bit, a little bit. He's had like two good games. Chill, everyone needs to chill. He's also had so many. I get, I get. There were those stats that you sent, but he's also had so many bad games that he's lost for us at crucial points. At crucial points, points, moments. Um. However. I would like to see him continue this good run of form because I, we need all the defenders we can get. Yeah, because you guys don't have anyone right now. Also, we need to sell Jaden Sancho. Just get him gone. I don't care. Just, 
I forgot about him. Give someone a dollar and take him. I I really forgot about him. It's been so long since we've heard anything. Is he even at practice? Um, I think the last I heard was that he was training separately. He just like will not apologize for that Instagram post. He like won't do it. What an he's and, literally ruining his career. Absolutely. And I think they're I uh they're I think Juventus and someone else wanted him. There's talk about him going back on like going on loan to Dortmund. That's funny. But I I don't I don't want a loan. Just sell him. Get him the fuck gone. I don't want the drama. Just get him gone. What do you can you guys get rid of Anthony? Oh my god. Because he's a waste on your squad. He's been a waste of a hundred million dollars. <laughs> I can't believe we spent that much money on his shitty ass left foot. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I really like, I really like Garnacho. Get rid of Anthony. Oh, he's in, he's amazing. Garnacho is going to absolutely do amazingly well. I think he hustles hard as hell. Anthony is a fucking prima donna. Ugh. I mean, we won't get rid of him. We spent a hundred million on him. He's gonna be here for a minute. I also feel like you can't have both Anthony and Bruno playing at the same time. Why? I feel like their styles of play are too similar, so they can't complement each other. And also, I feel that because they're both, we'll say, passionate people. Mm-hmm. I don't think that first thought. I don't think that benefits the team to have two guys like that because we know they have tempers. We've seen them flare. Yeah. And I don't think that helps the overall team when you have too many of those guys playing at the same time. No, I get that. And I don't think, I don't think Anthony's necessarily a player who gets better the more heated he gets. No, he gets worse. I mean, I don't know. He's, He's not this incredible human player thing that everyone said he was going to be. I know he scored on his debut, which is great, fine. But, like, where is he? He doesn't do anything for the team that makes me, like, jump for joy. Like, I'd rather see um, Palestri play out on the right side. He actually does things. He hustles hard. He's a good player. Anthony got paid a hundred million and then decided that he didn't have to do anything anymore. Ugh. We need a better scouting program. <laughs> you think it's so bad, but also like, I don't know what it is. We, we, there are players like Sancho, like Anthony who are like, I mean, they're both young and they're supposed to be very good. And I mean, we have a coach who played with Anthony at Ajax, who knows how to develop young talent. It's just like, I don't understand why, like, all of a sudden these players get, like, a big money move and then they just, like, deteriorate. I mean, sometimes the guys just aren't worth it. Sometimes the uh, integration into a new team is more difficult than you might anticipate. Um, The lifestyle sometimes is different. I mean, it probably doesn't help with, I mean, on and off-field drama that United have, ownership shit which that still is in tragedy yeah um i will say for the best story i've ever heard about integrating new players was actually 
um, the St. Louis expansion team in the MLS this past season. When they were high, give me their coaching staff because damn. When they were um, acquiring their new players, usually they wait until a little bit before the season, like when that offseason training program really starts to like bring in everyone. They brought them in months to a year in advance to set them up to give them, you know, to get so the players can get their houses, they can get their families over, they can get integrated into like a new country, get all the documentation visas and all that good stuff out of the way. So that when the offseason training officially started, those players were already set and it felt like they were already home. And sometimes just and moving guess to a new who was at the top of the table. <laughs> their first season. Oh, their atmosphere looks incredible. I'm first I, season. I, I have to go one day to one of their matches. Hey, but you want to know something funny? What? Who didn't qualify for the MLS Cup playoffs? That's because Miami was at the bottom of the table when Messi showed up. Uh, I'm not talking about Miami. Oh. Who? Talk about you and Tom's favorite team, the Portland Timbers. Oh, the best team in the MLS? Yeah, the team that didn't qualify, but guess who did? Mine. Real Salt Lake did. Also, I will not take actual association with the Portland Timbers. Thank you very much. I will pull up the text message and screenshot it to our story. Friends, um, Andrew's mad because one year... Real Salt Lake lost to the Portland Timbers, and he was very pissy about it. Yeah, and, and Tom and Mateo don't support any team in the MLS. Except for the Portland Timbers and, when they beat Real Salt Lake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't count. But also, we are only six points off of St. Louis. Like it Again, but still, the first season in the MLS, and they absolutely smashed it. All right, let's get back to <laughs> your team in England. United... You guys are struggling. You're not that far off from the top. Yo, chill. chill You'll be chill fine. Chill with the struggling. We're only six points off top. Form-wise, you all are struggling. Absolutely. That's that's Line what I was wise, saying. We're all struggling. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our next match. Unfortunately. Liverpool, two. Everton, nil. It was unfortunate. I think Everton actually had a real shot nope. at this match really. until the referee decided to give our player two yellows but not Liverpool's player. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It was absolutely ridiculous. If Look, you guys hadn't gotten their red card, I think this game would have been very, very different. I'm not saying our player did not deserve a second yellow. He did. It was Ashley Young made some really stupid, terrible decisions. All I'm saying is that immediately after you know that we had to make halftime adjustments. We took off both our wingers because we played five in the back because Sean Deitch was forced into it. Like we didn't have a choice. Yeah. I mean, you're true. I, that, like I said, there's been, there was a lot of red cards this weekend, but that one happening, what was it like the 30 seventh minute. minute? It was like, that's super early in a game to get like two yellows. Yeah, and look, I've I've seen Ashley Young's play. He came from United. Like I get that he can sometimes be a hothead, but like I I I wholly believe that if you guys wouldn't have been able to stay as a full squad, that you guys, I saying that you would absolutely win is a pretty it's a it's a little bit of a stretch. We would have had a chance of maybe I've, pulling out a one nothing win. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think a draw was I think a draw is easy this game. 
because I mean, it took them till the seventy seventh minute to even score. Yeah, and we were doing well, and it was just an unfortunate penalty. It was a very unfortunate penalty. Again, arm out, caught the hit the ball. It was a penalty. Yeah, I'm not saying these calls are wrong. What I'm saying is Kanate also should not have been able to finish the match because he was already on a yellow. Then he tripped up our player who had a clear breakthrough counterattack. No one in front of him. Yeah. No yellow. Oh, Deitch, Deitch was pissed. Did you read like the interviews? Um, some of them. He was like, he was fuming yeah. over like the, the calls. Because that was 100% a second wrong. yellow. Yeah. Like, no way in hell that wasn't supposed to be a yellow. And not too long afterwards, Liverpool scored. You could say it was a direct result of the lack of call for, yeah. for the card. Um, yeah, I will I say, say yes. I think Mosala has, what, like 13 straight matches at Anfield where he either scored or assisted? I mean, I don't know. I don't give a shit about Liverpool. I don't care. It's something ridiculous now. The dude, is he is the pharaoh of Anfield. That is his kingdom. Um, I really hope he doesn't go to the Middle East to play. Because honestly, watching him, I hate Liverpool, but he is a joy to watch. Well, speaking of the Middle East, did you hear that? I think it's the same team that Ronaldo plays for is apparently eyeing up a De Bruyne bid. Um, yes, and I've already heard it's been rejected by De Bruyne. <laughs> well, I was going to say he'd be dumb to do that. Yeah, all friends, I need you all to understand something. If you hear rumors of a player being approached to go to the Middle East. That doesn't mean the player wants to go. That just means the Middle East wants him to show up. It means Saudi Arabia is like, we have money. We want you. That doesn't mean the player is going to go. Just like any other transfer rumors of like every year there's what? A thousand players that Real Madrid is linked to that they're interested in. At least most of the world. Yeah. And every year people are like, oh my gosh, what happens if this player goes to Real Madrid? And like no one asked the player if they had any interest. I mean, that's usually what happens. <laughs> and then almost none of these players go there. Accurate. Because also... Like the only one that went there is Bellingham. Yeah, I think, and before him, it's been a little while since they had a huge signing. They mostly yeah, just no been... One they've broken the bank for. Yeah, they've mostly just been like losing players. To Saudi Arabia. Yes. So, um, I have nothing else to say about this match. It was bullshit. I I, I want to get I want to give a hand. I I get that it was a two zero loss, but I will say that only one goal was from open play. Liverpool had twenty six shots. Yeah, we played five and defenders, only, and only one goal went in from open play. So, like, hand it to your defense and Jordan Pickford. Like, it, here's the thing: we that's good shit. Sean Dyche had to change our entire strategy for the second half. Well, yeah, because we were down a man, so we had to play. I think it was a 5-3-1. At one point, I was watching the match, and you literally saw all five defenders in a flat line across the back. I mean, you're playing against a team that can score pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's not like the worst idea, but still. It's not a goal from open play. It's not a one, strategy that's going to... At best case scenario, we were going to get a draw out of this. A nil-nil draw. My issue is that when you park the bus 
I mean, you can't go forward. You can't go forward. We're not fast, right? We're not a fast team. We had no outlets for the ball to get out. So we were just under constant pressure. At some point, Liverpool was going to break through. So my issue with parking the bus is that as soon as Liverpool scored once, it was match over and the entire strategy went down the drain. As opposed to if we had put some kind of pressure on Liverpool and with a possibility maybe of get, of counterattacks or something, we'd have a chance for a draw or somehow maybe get a penalty kick and, you know, get get a goal. Yeah. So that's my issue with parking the bus. Because when it doesn't work, it's horrendous because it means you lost. Unless you're Atletico. Yeah. Anything else? No. I still think you guys could have done well if Ashley Young hadn't fucked up. Same. Bournemouth, one. Wolves, two. This was a revenge is- match. For for the manager, coach, right? For Wolves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth fired him at the end of last season. And look where they are now. Yeah. Um, I was a bit surprised by the firing, but I believe new management came in to Bournemouth and they wanted to go in a different direction, which makes sense. You know, new start. It's not like Bournemouth did amazing last season. Mm. As far as I remember. No, they didn't. They were only like four points off relegation. Yeah, so new management comes in. They want to go in a new direction. Um, I really don't have much for this. Um, This is Bournemouth's longest winless streak to start a campaign, which is saying something. Uh, Nine games in, they've only... I mean, they haven't won any. Yeah, exactly. Longest winless streak to start a campaign. Um, I forget what the actual number is, but not looking good for them. They're in a firm relegation battle. Uh, Wolves, it looks like they're going to be better than what we thought they'd be. Is that fair? I mean, that was kind of something I I was picking up on. Um, I mean, they're like, like we've, we've talked about all the season. We've really hammered on the fact that Chelsea have done shit, but they're literally, Wolves are a point behind Chelsea. Yeah. Um, Wolves are at 11 right now, which honestly might be enough to keep them out of relegation. I mean, I think it will. Um, Burnley's at four, and they are in the 18th spot, so they're the third team to get relegated. Yeah. I mean, I, this this win, I guess, isn't surprising to me, considering Bournemouth's like, poor run of form, but, and, but Wolves have been having a great run of form. I mean, they beat City, which no one saw happening. They tied Villa. Again, I don't think anyone saw that happening either, considering how good of form Villa has been in. Well, especially considering Wolves tied Luton. It's it's a crazy world we live in. It is what we do. It's one of the many things we love about this sport. Is that there's actually a chance for any team to win. I mean, considering the Wolves beat City, Wolverhampton Wanderers, who, if we take away their three, six, seven points, drops them down four. Like, they were in, like, a relegation point before they beat City, and now they're up to basically mid-table. 
That's I think that's why I think that's that is why I have them as like the upset of the week coming into the weekend against Newcastle. But other than that, I really don't have much for these squads. There's a reason they're near the bottom of our list to talk about. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Brentford, three. Burnley, nil. Burnley look completely lost in the Premier League. I think they're just waiting for the season to end. Yeah, I think one of my points is that they just don't look like they belong in the Premier League. But it's also like their manager hasn't ever played here before which we know he has. <laughs> and it's like he never prepared them for what they were going to like come up against. Um, honestly, I'm more surprised with Brentford. They're not doing as well as I thought they would this season. Uh, they're getting off to a very slow start. However, if you look back to last season, they also had a very poor start to the season. It wasn't until match day 15 that they started going on a bit of a, a winning slash tie streak but mostly winning streak um and they started that off by beating man city two to one i mean i will say that they probably have i mean um um what's it i think it's umbuemo has kind of picked up in the the scoring department considering tony is banned for however long i think until winter actually yeah he'll be back after winter but that's there's rumors that right after he gets unsuspended he's going to go to a different team yeah, I think Chelsea and Arsenal are eyeing him right now. But anyways, I think that Brentford might be a little bit shaky in the offensive front because of that. But, I mean, they still have people, like, scoring goals for them. But, again, yeah, you're right. They didn't start as well as they could. And they're they're always so fun to watch. I always love watching them play. Same. They also haven't had maybe necessarily the easiest of schedules so far i don't know they played tottenham which they actually got a draw out of that uh newcastle the you know almighty everton but you're right the missing tony none of, none of the games they've lost have been blowouts 1-0 to newcastle i guess actually the biggest loss was ever against everton yeah um, 1-0 to Arsenal, 2-1 to United. And the, there's like a weird thing about Tony because the fact that you know he's going to come back and he's not injured. So it's like, was it worth signing someone to try to replace him and for a little a while? Striker. He's a damn good striker. I mean, he and, was up there with, with uh, Holland for a long period of last season. Yeah. Um. So I think this might be a second half team post-winter yeah. post break. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be ones to watch out for. Right now, they may just be trying to like ride out until then, hoping Tony stays with them till the end of the season, and then maybe using the money from when they sell him to find a replacement. Tony had the third most goals last season. He was very underrated. Behind Kane and Holland. Yeah. I mean, fuck, I would love him. Um, Sign him. Also, this is Brentford's first EPL win since. August first at home, yeah. So, Newcastle four, Crystal Palace nil. Uh, Newcastle <laughs> on fire. They're unbeaten now in the last eight games in all competitions, which is incredible. Eight. 
all comps. Um, nine now. Oh wait, no, eight is right. Yeah, they lost today. I forgot. Yeah. Um, Trippier, he has six assists. That's Easy. incredible. Ever since he went to Atletico and then came back, he's been such a good player. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I love that for him. I love that for the team, too, that a defender. A defender. Because um, also, he's tied for most assists. He's actually above Madison. Fun fact. That's impressive. So, Trippier, he is the absolute heart of this team. Um, He's a fan- fantastic captain. There is a bit of an issue now with Newcastle and their bright, shiny new toy oh. that they signed over the summer. Tenali. Tenali, uh, friends, it is very ironic that the week in which we, Inside the Grounds Pod, announced that we will start, you know, <laughs> putting out some picks for betting that Newcastle's bright, shiny new toy got in trouble for betting back when he was at Juventus. And at AC Milan. And at AC Milan. And, and on his own team. And on his own team. And he has admitted to having a gambling addiction, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he has a 10-month ban. Potentially. Which is worse than Tony's. It's, it still hasn't come like through yet, so we don't know if it's like... If it is 10, it is worth, worse than Tony's. Well, yeah, because Tony's is what, 8? Yes. Have you heard the conspiracy that Juve knew about this? And that's why they should... He, he didn't come from Juve. You Sorry, know, Milan. <laughs> There's rumors that Milan knew about this. We have to restart this whole pod over now so Matteo can get his facts right. Absolutely not. I say a thousand facts, okay? Not all of them, not all of them could be correct. <laughs> they... Apparently, yeah, his, Italian, his former Italian clubs all knew about this. And part of the reason Newcastle only paid $66 million for him was because they knew about this. What? Yeah, I heard that rumor. Allegedly, no allegedly they knew weird as hell. that he was betting. And so they were fine with a cheaper asking price. Because $66 million for him is pretty cheap. A cheap asking price? That's expensive as fuck. He, he, I don't for how good he was? That. How much did you pay for Anthony? Dude, he was. I mean, I. I'm not saying he. I'm not saying he's worth that. I never had ever said. How that much worth did Mudrick cost? How much did Caicedo also, cost? Both of them cost way more than Anthony, but I never said Anthony was worth yeah. that money. For what? Tonali was doing for his previous clubs. He also, was. the Italians. The Italians. We know. We know some things. We're not going to try to charge you exorbitant prices for players, except for. Napoli and Osimen, but that's because he's actually very good. Yeah. Oh my God. When he leaves that league, oh. I mean, there's there are legitimate, like, pretty like solid rumors that he might leave in the winter because apparently Napoli have been pretty shitty about stuff. Well, yeah, they were. They literally had a TikTok post making the racism. Yeah. And also, yeah, they're making fun of him. That. Yeah, his own team made a post making fun of him for missing penalty, but Newcastle right now. They're sixth on the table, three points behind Aston Villa. They found their form. This looks like the Newcastle we saw last season. They can make a run. 
I need you to relax on your your Newcastle praise. No. Maybe give some of that praise over to Manchester United. No. Literally no. They're one point behind Newcastle. Um, I'm sorry. How many goals have has your team scored? Not that many. <laughs> United has scored eleven many. goals. Newcastle hey, has scored we twenty four. That's great. If you combine all of the goals one, that United scored and let in, it still doesn't equate. It'd be the same that Newcastle has scored. Yeah, well, all those goal scoring it doesn't matter when they do it all in one or two games. <laughs> Newcastle deserves a lot of praise. (laughs) They scored 13 goals in two games. Which is more than you all have scored all season. That's fine. Take a give them an average, and our our goal differential is about the same then. (laughs) Not at all. They're also still playing great defense. They are. I wish we were playing better defense. Actually, I I will not say better defense. I wish our goalie was doing better. Yeah. So Newcastle doesn't have to worry about their goalie. Ugh. We do. Um, I do think Newcastle is a serious threat to make it into the top. They are four points behind Liverpool. I don't think they have a chance of actually winning the league, but no, I do think they can compete for that fourth, fifth spot for the rest of the season. Probably. Really and, quickly, going on, going on the gambling thing, did you see what Eddie Howe said? No. That it didn't necessarily matter what was going on but that Eddie Howe and Newcastle were going to embrace Tenali with open arms and help him and aid him in his recovery from his gambling addiction which I appreciate I appreciate but I'm also very skeptical and it sounds like they're trying to get the punishment reduced for a mental health issue I mean gambling addiction is real it's not it is but I think they're trying to get the sentence reduced I mean they might be (laughs) <laughs> or just waved. Yeah. They're not Man mental, City. Mental but Newcastle has the very, money. They might. They have more money than City does. True. They do. It's wild when you think about it. They have like the most money in the Premier League by far. All right, let's move on. Uh, Nottingham Forest, two. Luton, two. Hey, Luton. Did you notice where they are on the table? Yeah. You better fucking look out. The the YMCA team is creeping up on you. Yeah, hey, they're still two points behind. I ain't worried. Two points behind. They're also That's about to play Aston Villa. Above you. They're also, they're also about to play Aston Villa. I'm really watch not them, concerned. Watch them win. Are you gonna call it? No. Okay. Uh, they won't. But just look, like just. I'm very happy for them talk. that they're out of the bottom three. <laughs> uh, not by much, but they are technically out of the bottom three. The, these two teams are both terrible. Nottingham yeah, Forest have great. zero subs. And I have nothing else to say. I have something to say. Go for it'd it. It'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool if Luton actually stayed up. Like in just as like a general sense, like the first year they're ever in the Premier League, they actually got to stay up in the Premier League. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it'd be nice for them. Yeah, it'd be funny if Everton got deleted and they stayed up just because of all your shit talk. <laughs> that would not be funny. <laughs> I would laugh. You should be an Everton or a Luton fan then. I mean, look, if Everton get relegated, I no longer have a they Premier League won't. team, and therefore this podcast doesn't exist. 
You're right. It doesn't exist. So, all right, we're going to move on. Last match, Aston Villa 4, West Ham 1. Um, Aston Villa's, they're cruising. Best nine-game start in their history. Yep. Uh, Watkins is doing Watkins things. <laughs> Watkins is doing Watkins things. Um, He's doing things this season. The manager's doing an amazing job. 11 straight home wins for the manager. I think since this manager took over at last November... Only three other clubs have more points so. than Aston Villa. Which is a pretty good stat. It's a, it's been about a whole year. Considering. I mean, yeah, at this point last year, stat. at this point last year, they were three points away from relegation zone. So. I mean, Aston Villa have two goal scorers in the top 10. The season right now. That'll do it. Let me see who the other teams are. Arsenal, Liverpool, and City have more points since than Arsenal since 22. the manager took over. I mean, Emery's doing really good things with this team. It's like I think I've mentioned this multiple times. Like they are doing. I mean, at this point, it's not sneakily good. Now they're doing very good. He is. He he's got them on a very good run of form in the Premier League, outside of the Premier League. I mean, I think I think it was since their let's see, they lost uh, a couple of games, but then ever since, yeah, they've just been on a good run of form. They they lost twice to Liverpool and Newcastle, who are both very good teams. There's no shame in that. I mean, they lost to Everton. There's yeah, some the there's League, some shame still. in that. <laughs> I mean, this is so. Here's here's some of my thinking here. Like, this is why I think that you guys will be able to win against West Ham is because you guys beat Aston Villa, and then Aston Villa beat West Ham. But again, that's just like going to what you said earlier: is that anyone can beat anyone at any time. Exactly. However, did did you know that we've we've mentioned that um, Tenali and his gambling situation with Newcastle there's also a player on Aston Villa with the same issue oh yeah Zanioli or Zaniolo same same thing betting against Italian teams when he was playing over there both of them got kicked off the Italian national squad this during the winter break just or winter break during the international um, break yeah, during the international break that literally happened a week ago, both of them, as soon as it even came up, the Italian national team was like, nope, you're done. They didn't even like give it a second. They were just like, you're done. You're out. Peace. And so like, there's there's two players that are literally having the same issue. I have no idea what Villa is doing with Zaniolo. Um, I just know that they're both kind of in a situation where they could get screwed. I think what I saw about at least Tenali is he's not facing just like a 10 month ban. Apparently it's 12 to 18 months. Damn. That's a career. That's yeah. That is a long fucking time to get banned. But I mean, again, like you said, they, and this is the interesting thing is at least in certain parts of Europe, especially in the UK, I know that mental health 
is taken way more seriously than it is in the U.S. So them trying to, I mean, again, this is purely speculation. Don't, no one, I mean, our, our four listeners don't take this out of context, but it is very possible that Newcastle could be using the mental health reasoning to, again, help alleviate the quote-unquote sentencing. Yeah, so I was saying. In my opinion, yeah. Very, I mean, it's a shitty thing to do, but they they do take mental health issues way more seriously over there. Well, um, I only know this because I have friends over there, and I've also read about it. You have other friends? Oh, oh my lord. Do they listen to this pod? I think so. They definitely follow it. You should tell them to listen to the pod. <laughs> I've told people to listen to it. Well, that's it. I can't just like go around spouting listen to my podcast. That's like people saying that they're vegan or people saying they're gluten-free. Just or CrossFit. Name. Oh yeah, that's the other one. CrossFit. <laughs> or wait, is it gluten-free or celiac? <laughs> uh, I think it's gluten-free. Celiac's the one you actually have to be gluten-free. Well, either way, I don't go spouting around just because I don't want to be one of those annoyances in life. And on uh, on that note, friends, thank you for joining us for another episode of Inside the Grounds Pod. Um, this week, we hopefully, we'll have some fun new things to put on our social medias. So please go out there, follow those. Um, we're debating whether or not to make a TikTok for some of these videos. Let us know what you think. Uh, Andrew loves TikTok, so I think he's no a, one's gonna let us know. I think he's a big proponent. Uh, people will, the people will let us. We'll know. We'll just do it. We'll just do it. Anyways. The people will let us know. Um, but yeah, the people will just. Thanks, friends. Just do it. <laughs> See ya. Mm. See ya.